This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings from Orlando, Florida, where the Pelicans get set to take on the magic tonight. I'm Sean Kelly, and I'm excited about our guest today. We've got Wesley Wednesday, of course, with David Wesley, and we're going to be talking about a Pelicans win. And, uh, boy, we are (laughs) just over 24 hours away from the next Saints game already. Can you believe it? Hey, I told you it was going to be a busy week, and sure enough, it is. And so we'll uh, get set for tomorrow night's game with uh, one of the broadcasters for tomorrow night's television uh, extravaganza. Heather Cox from NBC joins us today, and I'll share more with you about my visit with her in just a moment. Uh, And, um, of course, David and I will not only be talking about the Pelicans win on Monday, but we'll be previewing tonight's game against the Orlando Magic. Uh, You know, the week has accelerated quite a bit and a ton of football news. And John DeShazer is all over it back home for NewOrleansSaints.com. I, I will tell you this, uh, yesterday was kind of different for me because, gosh, it, you know, there was three things on the football side, not just with the Saints, but just on the football side that, that really kind of, you know, kind of made me sad uh, in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, one of which was the news about Michael Maudie and uh, what he's going through right now and uh, the surgery that he'll need shortly and, and what it means for obviously the rest of the football season that, you know, that won't happen for Michael. But, uh, that that kind of hit me in a in a in a sad way because I really have enjoyed uh, not only watching Michael play but visiting with him uh, since he's joined the Saints. And then there are reports, uh, you know, today this kind of started last night that you know James Laronitis, who's been on injury reserve, is could be waived by the Saints. And you know I think that you know obviously a roster move is a roster move, and this is a business. But just another guy that over his career, not only with the Saints but prior, uh, I've enjoyed watching him play, and he's. He's an enjoyable conversation and, and a lot of things that are right on, on the football side. And so that also kind of made me sad yesterday. And then, you know, still reeling from the news um, about Mr. young Mr. Doherty with the uh, St. Paul's Wolves, the football team, the young man who fractured a C5 uh, in a playoff game this past weekend and now has a long, long, long road ahead of him. Um, and I'll encourage you uh, to – to pray with me and others for him and his recovery. But, uh, you know, all those things weighed heavily on me yesterday, so kind of sad. But so I'm ready to turn around and have a positive day today, certainly on the Black and Blue Report. We're going to do that uh, here in just a moment with Heather Cox. When I visited with Heather earlier, I had all the intentions of running that interview for you tomorrow. Um, instead, we're going to run it for you today. So if you hear me say in the interview, you know, Heather tonight or, you know, give me your thoughts about this evening, uh, We'll just hold you know hold that uh, that thought as far as the game is tomorrow night, and that interview was pre-recorded. So uh, she is an absolute delight. She's part of a fantastic broadcast team for NBC, and she'll give us her thoughts on not only her role with the NBC folks and in football, but also a preview from her angle for tomorrow night's I think very exciting game between the Saints and the Panthers. And then, as I mentioned, it's a Wesley Wednesday. It's another hotel lobby for David and myself today. We've got plenty to cover. Uh, some of it good and, uh, and some anticipation, too, as the news that Drew Holiday and Tyreek Evans are right around the corner for this 2-9 and nine New Orleans team. So two very good conversations for you on this Wednesday from Orlando. Stay with us, and we'll begin with Heather Cox next.
Win the night for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is Saturday, November 19th against the Charlotte Hornets. For more information and to plan your next winning night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. See Jeff Dunham live, the new Perfectly Unbalanced Tour. Sunday, November 20th, 3 p.m., Smoothie King Center. You know, you're like the Donald Trump of ventriloquism. You have no idea what you're doing, but you're really good at it. Tickets on sale now. Available at the Smoothie King Center box office, Ticketmaster.com, all Ticketmaster outlets, or by phone at 1-800-745-3000. Don't miss them. Silence! I kill you! Jeff Dunham, the Perfectly Unbalanced Tour. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. NBC will have the broadcast of the Saints and Panthers at Carolina, and we're excited to bring uh, Heather Cox on for the first time here to the Black and Blue Report. Heather, of course, has probably been on your television in a number of different formats. And Heather, as we welcome you in, I know you most uh, because of my NBA work and your NBA work, and certainly I'm a fan of volleyball, and so... Heather Cox, I feel like I've known you through across uh, a different uh, number of platforms. Well, it's nice to uh, to reconnect over the NFL platform, but you're right. It's, I will miss doing my you know, NBA. That was uh, one of my favorite things that I did at, at ESPN, but it's really fun to have a new challenge and, and a new sport to cover for sure. I get to cover both, you know, with obviously the Saints and the Pelicans under the same ownership. And there are some similarities and there are stark contrasts between the NBA rule world and the NFL world. What have you found so far? You know, it's interesting. I, the differences I find are, are sort of the silly differences that matter to people in my position. Things like being indoors versus outdoors. Uh, although, if you're covering a Saints game, you're indoor. But, um, you know, in terms of, of working with the athletes and the ownership, you know, I don't find that there's a huge difference. Um, I feel like the athletes, you know, they're, they're true professionals, which is so refreshing. I, you know, they get it. Um, just like NBA players that I've covered for years get it and understand, you know, what we're trying to do and, and are very respectful of it. So I, I haven't found a huge difference in terms of dealing with the athletes or the way that the game's covered. Uh, I would just say the biggest difference is, uh, you know, studying for 100 players versus, you know, 30 um, and being indoors versus outdoors. And, and in my world, you know, those are big differences, but in the everyday fan world, not different, you know, not the differences at all. No doubt. Heather, what have you enjoyed most about your new broadcast crew that you're a part of? Oh, gosh, they're just so good. You know, Al and Chris, what I love the most about them is that what you see and hear on the air, I mean, that's them. That's that's them in real life. You know, I've, I've met them and worked with them a little bit here and there. Like, you know, we'd cross paths at the Olympics or, um, you know, just see each other. But I'd never done a, a game broadcast with Chris Rell before. And uh, it's so refreshing to know that the the friendliness and the 
I don't know, just the, the genuine part of their personalities that comes through on the air and also their like for one another is actually real in real life. And uh, they couldn't be two nicer guys. And um, same with, you know, our producer, our director, our entire NBC crew. It's, it's just been a, a pleasure working with them. It's, um, you know, it, in a way, it just feels like we've been working together forever because they've made it so seamless and so easy to kind of jump right on in with them. I'm so glad to hear that. That's for sure. And, and Heather, as a play-by-play announcer myself, I, I love hearing that about Al Michaels because I think it's a bit of a skill to be able to share a conversation not only with a partner in the booth but also a reporter um, seemingly hundreds of yards away, especially in the NFL, on a sideline. And, and it seems rather seamless with you all, and, and I'm curious as to what kind of planning or, or natural <laughs> natural technique goes into the fact that Al and Chris and you have really a conversation on a given night. You know, it's interesting that you ask that because I don't know what the answer is. I think, um, you know, I think it's Al and Chris being so good at what they do because I feel like when I'm talking to them on the air and we're having a conversation during the game, it's the same as if we're sitting in the hotel bar having a beer together. You know, it's just there's really no difference. And, yes, you're right. We're hundreds of yards away and I can't, there's no eye contact and I can't see them. Um, but it just, you know, it just works. And I hope that they feel the same as well, because it's, it's about, I, I, I agree when I'm at home listening and I'm listening to a broadcast, the more conversational it is, especially with the reporter, the better, you know, it can be really awkward when you throw it under a reporter in football and they toss it back and there's no response and it's just straight to first and 10. And, and it just, it feels intrusive and abrupt instead of being part of the conversation and so I, you know, I really credit Chris and Al for making it, and I hope it does feel that way at home to the people listening. That it's, you know, it's just the three of us. You know, we have the best seat in the house, and we're trying to, uh, you know, to bring it home to the fans and and let them in on on what's going on. You know, and for me, it's what are people, what am I seeing, feeling, hearing that people at home can't because you know I have such tremendous access and I'm so close to the action. It's really, you know, my goal is to bring it bring it home to the fan and give them another reason to cheer or or, or root for a certain team or player because of of what we're seeing and feeling and hearing down on the field. Heather Cox from NBC with us. Heather, what's the difference between the Monsters Sunday night football production and what NBC puts forth on a Thursday night game? You know what? Honestly, zero difference. I mean, that's been NBC's goal is to have it be seamless. You know, it's, it's most of the same crew. And they are trying to do everything exactly the way Sunday night does it on Thursdays. For one reason, because the quality is incredible on Sundays. And for another, to make it easier for the people that are, that are doing two games a week, which is really tricky to do, uh, so that there aren't differences, so that they don't have to think, okay, wait, this is Thursday, so we do it this way. And, oh, wait, this is Sunday, so we do it this way. So their, their goal truly has been to make it one show, one crew, you know, on two different nights. Uh, and, and I'm grateful for that because, you know, Sunday, the Sunday crew has certainly set the bar for how it's done, at least in my opinion. Heather, when you see uh, the Saints and Panthers, both teams are obviously on a short week, both coming off of division losses and both coming off of finishes uh, that didn't go their way in dramatic fashion. Uh, does that add to your uh, anticipation of tonight's matchup? Absolutely. You know, the way things went on Sunday, heartbreaking for both teams. So I am so curious to see, you know, on any short week, it's who responds the best in terms of figuring out the right way to game plan and to prep on a short week. But now I think for both the Saints and the Panthers, that's, you know, doubled because of the intensity of the loss and the quick turnaround. 
Um, and I think it's interesting. A couple of the players that I talked to really said that they're grateful for the short week because instead of coming in on a Monday and reviewing Sunday game tape and rehashing, you know, the heartbreaking loss, they're actually not even looking at that. They're just looking straight ahead to Thursday and, um, and got to look forward and, and forget the loss quicker than they would had they been playing a regular Sunday game. So I think the team that, that can figure out how to do that the best, you know, has the best shot at, at winning on Thursday. You know, how quickly can you overcome, you know, two heartbreaking losses. You know, both teams coming off of heartbreaking losses, like you said. Yeah, no doubt. Heather, share with me what got in your notebook leading up to a kickoff, whether it be questions that you want answered or stories that you'd like to maybe try and flesh out tonight. Yeah, you know, a little bit of both. I have, I, you know, I create kind of a cheat sheet for myself, and it's got everything from, you know, what I need to do when I get to the stadium, you know, talking to kickers, whatever it is, uh, players that I haven't gotten to that are answered, questions that I need answered. Uh, and then it's got notes on, you know, each team, storylines, um, and those are things that will help me, that'll guide me, you know, in the way that I do my halftime interview, my post-game interview. Um, I've got an injury section on players that are coming and banged up. And then I've got the storylines of, of the stories that we, you know, as a production crew have talked about leading up to the game uh, and, and prepared and prepped on those. But then, you know, there's also the games that I find are the most rewarding are the ones where you haven't – you know, you finish the game and you haven't told a lot of the pre-fab stories that you came in come, you know, before kick with, because those are the games that the game itself is telling the stories. So, um, you know, I love the games where you really don't even use your, your notes that you did all week leading up to it. And it's instead reacting to what's going on. And, um, and th- those are the ones that are, I think are the most rewarding, but you certainly have to have a lot in your pocket just in case <laughs> you don't get those and you've got a little bit of a blowout. So I would say my notes are a combination, you know, of everything from storylines to, to key things to watch to pre-planned stories, injuries. And then, you know, I keep a running notes during the game of, um, of anything that's going on from a, a trend to a storyline to a development to, you know, strengths and weaknesses uh, just to help me embed some of that context into the reports that I'm doing as well as into the interviews, you know, both at halftime or pregame, halftime and postgame. Certainly good that you know you're letting the game come to you. Obviously, tonight um, will be the rematch between the Saints and the Panthers. It was a close one that went the Saints' way in their first meeting. Heather, do we see a, another thrilling close one between these two tonight? What's your what's your read on this thing this evening? I sure hope so. I, we would love to have a close game, uh, and I think that that both teams, in terms of you know the players and coaches that we've talked to, anticipate that it'll be a close one as well. You know, you're right in that week six game the Saints jumping out to a 21 nothing lead and then having the Panthers rally back and you know I love that final drive that Drew Brees had I think he was what eight of nine on that final drive to set up a game-winning field goal so you know that's what we all dream of is having a, a close game and um, an exciting game and I certainly think that we will you know the key again is what we talked about is you know how do they respond and both coaches you know will are really honest in saying they have no idea how the team's going to respond until they get out there. You know, it's interesting. I, we had uh, Dirk Cutter in, in Tampa Bay in our first Thursday night game, and, and they were coming off of a tough loss. And I was talking to him right before pre, you know, right before the kick, and he said, I just have no feel. You know, you can. he felt great about their preparation. He felt great about the way they were coming in. But he said, you know, until they start playing, you just don't know how much of a toll that Sunday game and that Sunday loss had on this team. And uh, sure enough, Tampa Bay came out and started great, and then, you know, they faded in that fourth quarter, and it was it was just like it was almost too much. 
Um, so, you know, until we get out there and actually play, we, we don't know how they're going to respond, but I certainly hope that both of them bring their A game. Let me put you on the spot for the last question. Feel free to dodge it because I would. <laughs> Heather, Uh-oh. at the end of the broadcast, at the end of the broadcast, uh, which team will you be asking? Oh boy, you are. That is a tough one. I, I think I think our <laughs> our phone's getting fuzzy. I can't hear you. <laughs> uh, gosh, that, you know, honestly, for all the reasons I just said, it's it's too close to call. Um, I'd love to be talking to somebody that you know, feels great about the way they came out and performed and, and executed and, you know, had a game-winning drive. And I wish I could tell you who that is, but I, I can't. You're a good sport. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> you, you even just trying to, you know, bun it down first base line there for me. That was great. So, <laughs> Heather, I'm we look done. forward to your I'm, work tonight and uh, all the best. All right. Yeah, you did. You know, but, you yep. You got it. Heather Cox with us from NBC. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Heather Cox with us on the broadcast Saints and Panthers on Thursday Night Football. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Our show continues this morning from the Sunshine State, Orlando, and uh, it is a Wesley Wednesday. As promised, David Wesley has joined us, and as usual, it seems, we're back in another hotel lobby. This this one has uh, some atmosphere, David Wesley, is because I don't know if the folks can hear the music in the background but i uh i'm in a good mood when i i feel like there should be couples samba you know doing the samba on the floor around us here it does make you wiggle a little bit um the bosendorfer lounge right off the lobby it's a good time good atmosphere it's different yes it is the grand bohemian hotel so this would fit i guess um happy birthday by the way 
we didn't have a Wesley Wednesday on your birthday. So this is the closest Wesley Wednesday in proximity to November the 14th. You know, it's like having a win this week, and we get to Wesley Wednesday, and I get a good Wesley Wednesday because I get to talk about positive things. So a birthday and a win. I heard somebody brought up that we're 5-0 and on my birthday, so I need more birthdays, maybe like six or seven a year. Yes, Tommy Cooper made sure to stop by, I think, and tell everyone after the game. Oh, wow. Yes, <laughs> that the Pelicans were winning on your birthday uh, year in, year out. So there you go. So November 14th is always a good day. Here on the 16th, uh, you'll get to play Orlando tonight, and I'll be anxious to get your thoughts about that because that team scares me a little bit. But let's go back to the win uh, or, or the loss against the Lakers. Your pick uh, as to how you want the conversation to start today. Well, I think it's, it's good to talk about the win. Uh, there hasn't been enough of those this year. So um, what I thought was – you know, some good seasoning in a sense that they've struggled to close games, struggled in fourth quarters, and they fought and found a way. They got the lucky bounces. They they gave the effort. They did the things that they needed to beat a – what will be, I think, a, a pretty good Boston team. Um, but I think Boston depended on Isaiah way too much. Nobody wanted to step up and make a play. But the Pelicans, they, they get a taste of – their hard work and get the result and the, you know, so I, I think it was good. Good win. Um, can they carry that over two in a row, three in a row? That's a streak. <laughs> I, you know, it's just there. Tonight is another opportunity against the Orlando magic. Tonight is another opportunity to beat a team. That's not close to, or not near where they need to be. And Orlando does a lot of things not so good. So, you know, their pace isn't good. Their defensive rating's not good. Their offensive rating's not good. So come out, do the things that you have to do to get a win. You, you had a chance to, to, to have this, this, this streak that you speak of <laughs> uh, <laughs> last week but didn't do it against the Laker team that, um, that shot the absolute lights out against you in your own building. I'd be curious as to whether or not you thought against the Lakers, the Lakers were that good, that hot on, uh, on a given night, or the Pelicans did not carry over their win for Milwaukee and allowed the Lakers to do that. What was your take? Well, my take was they're shooting the ball well. And when Anthony Davis goes down, it's 8-12 left to go in the third. And it's a one-point game. He goes out, they go on a 14-0 or I think it was a 14-0 run. Yep. And consequently, the game was over at that point because I felt like the guys on the court just kind of let go of the rope a little bit. That's unfortunate because Anthony Davis could have just been out resting. Right. I mean, that's basically how long he was out. He was out long enough to be like they subbed in for him. He went and got his – Sneakers respatted. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't enough time to just fall apart. And I thought the guys on the floor let it go a little bit, let the game get away. And then, you know, otherwise, you know, on your home floor, you got to start winning some games. Yeah. And it, I guess it makes me think is the, of the way you described they played uh, on Monday night on your birthday, that right now the current makeup of this team is 
it, they can't let go of the rope even for like even a second, it seems. And, and that's a tough edge to play on, David. Yeah, I mean, droughts kill. And sometimes they go through either poor offense or poor defense. But they have droughts where they don't score. And normally they're down 10 by the end of that drought. And it's, sometimes it's longer than others. But uh, they, like you said, they can't afford those, those moments in games because there's not enough out there right now to, to really consistently come back from large deficits. And yeah. they did it against Golden State. But it's, it's a hard thing to, to do each and every night. So they got to stay in games. They got to keep them close. And then they got to finish, which I thought they did good against Boston. Let me take the easy one here. The best thing about a 2-9 and nine basketball team is Anthony Davis. What's the worst thing about this basketball team right now? See, you get the tough one. <clears throat> that you don't have all your firepower. You know, I, I think when you're when – you're, when you bring in a bunch of new guys, you have to have kind of your ducks in a row. And right now, when you're shorthanded, you really don't know what you have completely. And these guys haven't played since the beginning of the season. Now you've played 11 games without them. By the time they get back, it'll be 12, 13 games without them, or even 20 games without them. 20 games without them. So. That, that would be the, the negative. Okay. Perfect lead into what I wanted to ask you about next. Drew Holiday is coming back to this team on Friday night. Tyreek Evans is soon to follow. Great news, and I'll ask you what they bring to the table. But, I, I ha- you know, you know me. I can be a little glass half empty sometimes. <laughs> so part of me wants to caution everybody and say, hey, I, I know these two guys are coming back, but Jordan and Pippen aren't walking through that door, if you know what I mean. I, I think – I think for the most part, that's well put. I mean, right, it's not Jordan and Pippen. It will give them a little more veteran, a little more leadership, a little more probably, you know, a little more production early. I mean, both of those guys will come back on minute restrictions. You know, you play them and see how it goes. You don't want to send them out there and get them hurt, even though they, they're working out every day. But – Sometimes when a guy comes back, sometimes you can get that kind of jolt of excitement. Maybe enough to just kind of carry a little bit. But you're right. You know, they will close better because Drew Holiday can go get you shots, can play out a pick and roll. Tyreek can do the same thing. He plays downhill at the basket, gets you some fouls. But it'll be a it'll be a wait and see because now you got to put them into the fold. You got to rethink your rotations, your lineups, your, and all that kind of stuff. And as much as it could be good, it can it can be another bump in the road. Okay. It's partially disruptive. I, I understand that. Um, you mentioned some of the qualities they bring. Uh, are we in agreement though that this team is better when they those two come back? I mean, I, I think this seems somewhat obvious, but maybe we should add add the David Wesley touch to that statement. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're definitely going to be better. How much better? I I don't know. Uh, you're you're still missing some shooting, even though the Pelicans have shot the ball a little bit better as the season goes on. They still need these guys to step up uh, and, and play more consistent basketball. You know, it's it's you know right now I'm waiting for Solomon Hill to kind of find his stride, uh, and he hasn't really. He's gone from starting 
not really doing a whole lot to on the bench, not doing a whole lot. And, you know, will he have that, you know, that determination to, to find that and, and, and start helping this basketball team? Because, you know, he was kind of like the big signing this summer. And, yeah. you know, he needs to bring it. Fair, fair. Um, last topic, Orlando tonight. Why, why is it this Pelicans team seems to run into teams that are coming off of their worst performances? The Warriors losing at the Lakers, and Steph Curry goes 0 for 10 from 3 for the first time in like 10 years. And guess who the next opponent is? New Orleans. Um, Orlando scores a season-low 69 points, shoots a season-worst 32% in their last game. Uh, and here, their next opponent, the New Orleans Pelicans. So I feel like I feel like the Pelicans are walking into a bit of a dangerous situation against a team like Orlando. Well, you go back two games ago where they played a really good game against Oklahoma City. And, you know, they get monster games out of Serge Ibaka. Their backcourt scored 44 points. So th- this team has that ability. Mm-hmm. They're, going to, they're going to play hard. Bismack Biombo off the bench, rebounding machine. Those are the kind of things that the Pelicans are going to have to worry about. It's not a good team, though. It's a team that could worry you, but I don't think it's a good team. Okay, all right. I, I don't. I don't think they're that good. They they have good some some good pieces, but this is this is this is an opportunity for the Pelicans to kind of like I said try to put some games together. They're playing in Orlando. It's going to make it tougher, but so I'm saying there is a chance. You feel like they should win tonight, the Pelicans? Then I think that's what I'm getting from you. I'm not necessarily saying they should win, but they have to keep it close Mm -hmm. and give themselves a chance at the end and then see what happens. But I I, I don't know how good this team is supposed to – I haven't seen them actually play yet. I've I've seen highlights and I've seen different things, but, you know, I think they they got rid of their guard that went to – Oladipo. Oladipo. I don't know if I like that over Alfred Payton. I, I, Alfred Payton has a has trouble scoring. Even though he scored well against Oklahoma City, they go back and they have a bad game last game. I, I think, you know, if you can keep him out of the paint, make him a jump shooter, he becomes limited. So we'll see. Favorite matchup tonight? Serge and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Could be a good one. Yeah, it, yeah you know, because he's – He's long enough, he's athletic enough to kind of give Anthony problems. But I've seen some some change in Anthony's game. The guys that have been given in trouble, like uh, the Denver guy that bounces around. Uh, Fareed. Fareed yeah. usually gives him trouble because he's athletic, long, quick. But he played well against Denver. I expect him to play well against Serge. Good Wednesday visit, as always, my friend. Yeah, I enjoy them all. Yeah. I, they're, they're, they're good times. Uh, you know, nice day. Beautiful day here. Might go out and walk around a little bit uh, before I go eat breakfast. Good call, I think. Um, if Disney was down the street, would you go? Not a big, not a big Disney fan. It's okay. a lot of work for a little entertainment. <laughs> I'm sure their marketing department will love to hear that. Oh, 
yeah, they're gonna they're gonna love. And and I only say that because I got bad knees. I can't be walking around Big Disney all day. <laughs> big Dub and Big Disney. We're in Orlando, um, and we're in another hotel lobby with. Wow, a very different vibe this time around. David informs me that we're home next Wednesday for Wesley Wednesday. And that's wonderful. And it'll be Thanksgiving time, which is even better. So. My favorite. Yes. Is oh, Your favorite is Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll take that over Christmas. I'll take that over any of the other holidays. You realize we travel on Thanksgiving next week. I do realize that, and it's unfortunate. But, you know, that's the business we chose. Indeed. We'll talk about Thanksgiving uh, next week. Pelicans Orlando tonight, and we'll wrap up today's Black and Blue Report right after this. Don't miss any of the New Orleans Pelicans action this season. Pick the four games that are right for you. The Pelicans Pick 4 plan presented by Domino's guarantees seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA including matchups against Golden State and Cleveland. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. To pick your four games, visit pelicans.com today. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Great stuff today from David Wesley and uh, Heather Cox. We'll look forward to seeing you on the radio tonight, or perhaps you'll be tuning in to David Wesley and Joel Myers and Jen Hale on Fox Sports New Orleans as the Pelicans take on the Orlando Magic. Both uh, entities, radio and television, will begin their pregame shows this evening at 5.30 Central, tip-off just after 6 p.m. We'll see if the Pelicans can put together uh, two in a row here, take care of an Orlando team that's kind of given them fits over the last couple of years. And, uh, and it'll be also fun to see uh, our, our New Orleanian Alfred Payton on the Orlando side. So uh, we'll talk about tonight's game tomorrow as well on the Black and Blue Report. And then we'll also be in game day mode for Saints and Panthers. Ian Eagle uh, from CBS Sports and Westwood One will be our guest tomorrow uh, along with um, some NBA conversation too. So we'll look forward to that. And uh, John DeShazer will just be an arm, at arm's length away getting us ready for tomorrow night's kickoff on Thursday Night Football. With that being said, have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody, and we'll say so long for just a while from Orlando, Florida, where hopefully the Pelicans are winners tonight. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.